0: Philippians chapter 1, so we've been, uh, our theme for the year is striving together and pastors had me preach, probably some more topical things in the, according to the theme and tonight we're going to do our final one as we prepare, January will be a new year, Uh, pastor will have a new theme for the church and so tonight we're going to talk about striving together but steadfast in adversity. Or steadfast in suffering. And uh, so uh, we must understand believers in all ages and in, in, in any age must be prepared to suffer for the cause of Christ. Um, it's a part of the Christian life, really. And uh, <clears throat> I know here in America we haven't had to face uh, any really severe suffering for our faith, um, for Christ's sake, anyway. And uh, throughout history, many have. People today throughout the world are. And uh, today, a a few folks in our church were suffering. They had the law called on them. Uh, The folks out uh, door knocking, Uh, there was a disgruntled resident in the area that they were uh, trying to share the gospel, and he called the police, and of course they weren't doing anything wrong, And, and the police said that they're well within their right, and Uh, But quite honestly, that's about the worst we're going to face in America today. Um, But I think it's very possible that it could get worse. Um, I know it certainly appears that uh, there's more and more increasing opposition to the things of God in the world and and in our country today. Uh, And we do have adversaries today. We understand that the devil is our, our main adversary Uh, But we need to be prepared uh, because the Word of God tells us to be prepared for those things because we can get discouraged. You know, sometimes we get a little, you know, we stub our toe and we get frustrated and want to give up. But uh, just because somebody calls the law doesn't mean we quit door knocking. It doesn't mean we quit preaching the gospel. And so uh, we got to be obedient to God. But we'll be reading the latter part of this chapter again, verses 28 through 30. And my desire is to gain some insight uh, and really to encourage us uh, as we may face affliction or adversity uh, at times in the Christian life. And if you would stand with me in honor of reading the Word of God, we'll read verses 27 through 30. I think I said 28, but um, the Word of God says this in verse 27 Only let your conversation be as it becometh the gospel of Christ, that whether I come and see you or else be absent, I may hear of your affairs. That ye stand fast in one spirit, with one mind, striving together for the faith of the gospel. And in nothing terrified by your adversaries, which to them is an evident token of perdition, but to you of salvation, and that of God. For unto you it is given, in the behalf of Christ, not only to believe on him, but also to suffer for his sake. Having the same conflict which ye saw in me, and now here to be in me. Father, tonight we do thank you for your word. I pray, Lord, that this message would be an encouragement and it would help us, Lord, to continue on no matter what the adversity that we face in our lives. And Lord, we just pray that you'd be glorified in all that's said and that we would be encouraged and strengthened to walk closer to you. And we'll give you the glory for it all. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you. You may be seated. Uh, My my desire really is to find some encouragement and maybe some instruction in in the things tonight uh, as we look at this idea of suffering for Christ's sake. 2 Timothy 3.12, Yea, and all that will live godly in Christ Jesus shall suffer persecution. Uh, I, what more can you say? That's pretty simple. You shall suffer per- persecution. Now, in, in whatever level, whatever that means in our individual lives, I don't know. Uh, but if you're living godly, there's going to be some level of opposition or adversity in your life. Persecution may be in the workplace. It could be in a home. Uh, sometimes there's split homes where not everybody's serving the Lord. Uh, but listen, to some extent, we will, we will face those things. And so tonight, I want to look at this idea of be not terrified by your adversaries. Uh, listen, we just need to trust God. He's in control of it. Do we believe that? Um, and, and I dare say that none of us will be martyred for our faith. I don't know, things would have to change and change drastically, I believe, for that to happen in most of our lives anyway. Maybe some youngsters might see some of those things, or perhaps somebody that were to go to a mission field where it was less receptive to the things of God. But but listen, do we truly trust God with the outcome? Sometimes I think, and I question that, and listen, I'm saying in my personal life too, because when things get a little bit difficult, when things get a little bit hard, I find... It harder to keep on. Uh, I, I just kind of want to give up, but um, and, and so certainly I think persecution is a good thing. It, it will bring some purging in our lives, and and it would cause us to be uh, to lean on the Lord and to become more godly. But listen, we need to trust God in that that uh, any circumstance that we have. And uh, did you know, suffering is a gift. We don't like to hear that, but as we look at this tonight, I'll show you some verses or or some things here that that will help us understand that that is the case. It's even in our text, but um, <clears throat> but my desire is to encourage us tonight. But first, be not terrified by your adversaries. In verse twenty-eight, and in nothing terrified by your adversaries. In the the word "terrified," there it doesn't mean abject fright as we might. Uh, ascribe to it or, or think it to mean, it refers to a serious fearful concern. And uh, it was used in, in some cases, uh, the example is used of a startled horse that takes off and runs, and, and, and it turns out it's really for a harmless reason. There was really nothing for the horse to necessarily be startled about, um, <clears throat> but it bolted off nonetheless, uh, often because of just an unknown. Uh, but it re- turns out that it was probably harmless, and but Christian in Paul's day, uh, they could tend to be terrified. Uh, listen, they didn't live in America. They didn't live in, in, in a place where we have the freedom to gather necessarily and, and to do. The, there were those that wanted them dead. Uh, remember Saul trying to kill the Christians? Uh, and, and so they had really uh, cause for concern. They had reason to be terrified. Uh, it certainly was a different day than than what we live in, and and so they were. Many of them, some faced beatings, imprisonment. Listen, if you knew that you were facing prison, would you still preach Christ? Oh, my family, I got to provide for my family. I don't know if I can do that. Well, how's how's my family going to be taken care of? Listen, man, if God calls us to preach, we got to preach. And we got to trust God to take care of the family. Trust God for those things. Uh, We don't face these things today, but the Christians that Paul's writing to here in this, day did. These were real threats that they faced. They could face execution. They could be martyred for their faith uh, by the opponents of the gospel. And he says, be not terrified by your adversaries. Don't worry about these folks. And... Others, even in their day, and, and perhaps our day, the things that we may face a little bit, uh, that we may be able to relate to, sometimes family members are our adversaries. They're our opponents. They don't understand why we, we are so committed to our faith. Well, why you got to go to church every Sunday? We're having a family reunion. We're having this gathering or that. Why, why, why can't you come and be with us? They don't understand that. Maybe your friends or, or neighbors ridicule you. Uh, In those things, Uh, certainly the believers in the first century experienced that as well. Um, But we don't need to be terrified of these things. Uh, We don't need to be fearful over those who oppose us. Listen, we need to be very careful because fear paralyzes us. Uh, It makes us ineffective. Uh, Sometimes it will cause us to water down the gospel, the word. Uh, that God calls us to preach. If we fear our adversaries, we fail to take a stand for Christ when needed sometimes. If we fear our opponents, it's easy to justify watering down things so we don't offend. Boy, I don't want to be an offense. Listen, if, if it's the word of God, you just need to preach it with conviction and trust God. Uh, don't be afraid. If, if we fear our opponents, we could compromise our obedience to God and His word so we can fit in. Boy, if I live like the word of God tells me to live, I might not accepted with my peers, with my co-workers and we need to be careful to not fear those things. If we fear the enemies of the cross of Christ we'll remain silent instead of sharing the good news of the gospel that he died for sinners and offers eternal life. Listen fear can hinder us from doing what we ought to do as Christians. We need to be very careful that we're not terrified by these things Uh, we do not need to be terrified by our adversaries. Let me remind you what Romans 8.31 says If God be for us, who can be against us? Listen this evening, we're on the winning side. We don't have to be terrified. We don't have to concern ourselves with with the adversary, what the opponent, or with what's popular today. We are on God's side. We just need to trust Him. We can find great comfort knowing that God, the God of the universe is in control. Uh, That's a very comforting thought. God that created this earth is also powerful enough to give us grace. He can help us face adversity. He can give us strength. And and listen, he can protect us through all of it. If he so chooses. Uh, I love the idea uh, that we read about in Daniel about the three Hebrew children. Uh, Those young men that just stood for God and said, you know what, we believe our God can deliver us, but if not, we're still not going to. We're just going to do what our God has, has taught us, what the Word has taught us to do. We're going to be obedient to our God. Boy, that's, that's the kind of faith that we need. Can you Listen, we don't face terrifying things in America. Put yourself in that position. The king that has all the authority to kill you and throw you in a fiery furnace is saying, bow down. No, we won't be careful. Talk about a terrifying situation. And we get so terrified about what people think of us that we're not going to speak up and share the gospel with them. Uh, Lord, help us. Listen, we have nothing to be terrified of. We have nothing to be worried. God's on our side. Listen, God can change change the heart of those coworkers that we feel intimidated by, that we feel uncomfortable with. Well, man, if I say something, I don't know how it's going to go. Listen, just trust God and speak up. Uh, preach the word. Listen, trust the outcome is in his hands. We don't need to be ter- bear- terrified because the outcome's in his hands. Look at verse the latter part of verse 28. It says, Which to them an evident token of perdition, but to you of salvation and that of God. And so, listen to, the, sometimes the outward, they just say, ah, this is just a, you're, you're facing all this affliction and these adversaries because that's an example of the destruction that you have. And, and there's nothing further from the case. And, <clears throat> to them, it's a sign of our destruction. But you need to understand that those that oppose God, they're the ones that are in danger. Uh, not those that are in Christ trying to live for Him. They're headed for destruction. Uh, they're un- under God's judgment. Sometimes we don't really believe that. Or we lose sight of that. And and uh, we mistakenly think that those who oppose and reject him are getting away with it. It seems like nothing ever happens to them. Things are just sunshine and butterflies for them. Uh, But that's not the case. Psalm 73, For I was envious at the foolish when I saw the prosperity of the wicked. For there are no bands in their death, but their strength is firm. They are not in trouble as other men, neither are they plagued like other men. Therefore pride compasseth them about As a chain, violence covereth them as a garment. Their eyes stand out with fatness. They have more than heart could wish. They are corrupt and speak wickedly concerning oppression. They speak loftily. They set their mouth against the heavens, and their tongue walketh through the earth. Therefore, his people return hither, and waters of a full cup are wrung out uh, uh, to them. And they say, How doth God know? And is there knowledge in, in the Most High? Behold, these are the ungodly who prosper in the world. They increase in riches. Sometimes that's our perspective, that it's just all good for them. Verse 16 through 20 of the same chapter, it says, When I thought to know this, it was too painful for me, until I went to the sanctuary of God, then understood I their end. Surely thou didst set them in a slippery place. Thou castest them down into destruction. How are they brought into desolation as in a moment? They are utterly consumed with terrors as a dream with, or as a dream when one awaketh. So, O Lord, when thou awakest, thou shalt despise their image. That's the true condition of them. Uh, listen, they have the judgment of God on them, and sometimes we don't feel as if this is the case. We feel like it's, it's all against us. Boy, we're going through these, this adversity or suffering, and, and we feel like uh, things aren't good for us. But don't forget, God's judgment will be on them. Uh, don't lose sight of that. And, and listen, you're on the winning side. Despite how it may feel at times. Listen, I understand what it's like to pray for something and, and be burdened for something. And just to feel like it, it never comes. Listen, how long have we been praying for America? It's heartbreaking to look at the condition of our nation. And to know that there are saints of God praying on a regular basis. God, would you intervene? God, would you work in our midst? Would you heal our land? But it seems like the adversary's got the advantage all the time. Listen, that's not the case. That that is certainly not the case. Uh, So don't get discouraged. But really, we see in this verse the salvation of the righteous. Those who have trusted in Christ, it should encourage us and give us joy when we face persecution, knowing that it is a sign that we truly belong to him the outcome is in God's hands. He has defeated the enemy and his church will prevail. Don't forget that. Uh, We don't need to fear our opponents because our almighty God has determined the final results. Listen, we're on the winning side. That phrase in, in verse 28, and that of God reminds us that God is in control. Those who reject Him face His judgment, but those who accept Jesus experience His wonderful salvation. We face difficulties. We might face adversity or adversaries or suffering in this life, but we can look forward to the blessed eternity with our Savior. We don't need to fear those who oppose us as believers. There's nothing to be terrified about. We can take courage that God has everything under control. Trust Him tonight. Don't be terrified by your adversaries, but be encouraged that the outcome's in God's hands. And all we need to do is be faithful to be obedient. That What is the whole duty of man we see in Micah? Listen, we just need to live in accordance to God's word and be faithful to be obedient to him. And he will control who gets saved. He brings the increase. We don't. Listen, if we knock a million doors and nobody accepts Christ, that's not our responsibility. But we need to find contentment in the fact that we've been obedient to what God's called us to do. Despite any opposition that we face, we just need to be understanding that God's in control. It's in His hands. Did you know suffering is a gift? we see that it's a gift look at philippians 129 it says for unto you it is given in the behalf of christ not only to believe on him but also to suffer for his sake this is interesting that word given here means to grant as a favor thank you lord i get to suffer for your sake Suffering for Christ was not considered accidental or divine punishment. Uh, Paul referred to it as this kind of suffering that was really a sign of God's favor in our life, God's grace in our life. Believing on Christ and suffering for him are both associated with grace. He gives us grace, does he not, to suffer? My grace is sufficient for thee, he tells the Apostle Paul. Uh, I I came across this, and I thought this would be good to share. Uh, I don't know much about this person, but I think it's called, it's Johnny Tada, T-A-D-A. But he was paralyzed in a diving accident as a teen. And this is what he said. When life is rosy, we may slide by with knowing that Jesus, or excuse me, when life is rosy, we may slide by with knowing about Jesus, with Imitating him and quoting him and speaking of him. Listen to this. But only in the fellowship of suffering will we know Jesus. We identify with him at the point of his deepest humiliation. The cross, symbol of his greatest suffering, becomes our personal touchpoint with the Lord of the universe. Suffering for the sake of Christ is a privilege, uh, it's a gift. But you might be saying to yourself right now, how is suffering for the sake of Christ a privilege, a gift? 1 Peter 4, verse 12 through 14. Beloved, think, not strange, think it not strange concerning the fiery trial, which is to try you as if some strange thing happened unto you. But rejoice inasmuch as ye are partakers of Christ's sufferings, that when his glory shall be revealed, you may be glad also with exceeding joy, if ye be reproached for the name of Christ, happy are ye. For the spirit of glory and of God resteth upon you. On their part he is evil spoken of, but on your part he is glorified. It's a blessing to go through suffering. You're blessed if you suffer reproach for the name of Christ. Listen, there's suffering that we can, be, that we can bring on into our lives because of our sinfulness. That's not what I'm talking about tonight. So don't blame God for that kind of stuff. Don't get frustrated with God because you're going through it when you brought the problems on your own. But I'm talking about true suffering for the sake of Christ uh, as a gift. It's a privilege, and when we understand this, we can have joy when in the midst of suffering we suffer for His sake. We can rejoice in that. Uh, the, The apostles in the early church we hear about that in the early part of Acts. They were rejoicing that they could suffer for his day. It was an exciting thing. They were sharing in the sufferings of Christ, and it was a blessed thing. Uh, did you know that you don't suffer alone? Suffering is shared, we might say. Paul encourages the Philippian believers here. Look at verse 30. Having the same conflict which he saw in me, and now here to be in me. What's he telling them? He said, listen, don't be terrified of your adversaries. Don't be concerned with those things uh, that, that you're facing. It's a blessing. God will give you a grace to get through it. But listen, you're not alone. No doubt these Christians understood the things that the Apostle Paul had gone through. They had heard the testimonies of how God had allowed suffering and persecution into the Apostle's life. Uh, they had seen his persecutions. Second Timothy chapter 3, 10-12, But thou hast fully known my doctrine, manner of life, purpose, faith, long-suffering, charity, patience, persecutions, afflictions, which came to me at Antioch, at Iconium, and at Lystra, what persecu- persecutions I endured. But listen to this, but out of them all the Lord delivered me. And then it's our famous verse, all, that all that will live godly in Christ Jesus shall suffer persecution. Everywhere Paul went, it seems like he was persecuted. I'm going to go to Iconium. Ugh. I'm going to be in Antioch. Listen, they were first, there was great things happening in Antioch. But he he suffered there. Don't get discouraged in your suffering. Don't get discouraged when the ministry doesn't go like you want it to go. Don't allow other churches to determine if our church is blessed or not. Because we're looking at numbers or we're looking at what God's doing over here or what God's doing over there or the facility that somebody else has. Listen, are are we just being obedient to what God has for us here? Don't judge the successfulness of what God's doing in your life based on everything else. Listen, just be obedient. Just do that. And, And if you suffer, rejoice and praise God for it. Listen, I get it. Sometimes when we go through it, we feel like we're the only one. Boy, it's been so hard lately. This has happened and that's happened and I just don't know what's going on. Listen, others throughout the ages have suffered. The Word of God tells us there's nothing new under the sun. We can be encouraged by those who have suffered for the sake of Christ and remain steadfast. Read your Bible and look at those examples of those that were faithful despite the persecution and the adversity of the enemy in their life. And the great deliverance that God did oftentimes. And listen, what a rejoicing it would be to suffer in death for our Savior. It's not going to be in vain. I got a verse for you here in a moment, but listen, even if that were to happen, you would be in the presence of our Savior. You can't go wrong. I get it. Suffering is not a popular topic. Sometimes we don't even want to think about it. I I was reading some things about Christians that are suffering in kind of our modern day persecution and things, and it was hard to read. Things that Christians are facing today, and it was almost like I didn't want to read it because it was just difficult. You don't want to hear of the suffering and, and, and the murder and the death that these people are facing. Uh, it's not a feel-good thing. But God may allow it in our lives, maybe to not, not to that extent. Yet if we name the name of Christ, we can expect to suffer for, the, for that name to some level. But that shouldn't discourage us. We ought not be terrified by our adversaries, but remember the outcome is in His hands. Uh, just trust Him. And listen, don't, don't forget that it's a gift and, and, and God is drawing you nearer to himself through that suffering, through that difficulty. No water was spilled. <laughs> and don't forget, you're not there alone. There's other people that are suffering. There's other people going through it. I came across an old hymn. I don't even know if it's any hymnal that we have or I've ever seen. It's by uh, Katharina von Schliegel. It's Be Still, My Soul. And here's one of the, the stanzas. It says, Be still, my soul. The Lord is on thy side. Bear patiently the cross of grief or pain. Leave to thy God to order and provide. In every change he faithful will remain. We have a God that we can trust. And by the way, I want to remind you, He went through all the suffering that this world has to offer. And He came out victorious. And we're on the winning side. So tonight, I just want to encourage you, you're on the winning side. And oftentimes, what we need to remember is our suffering is an indication of our salvation. Listen, we're the friends of the Redeemer. If they hated Him... What else can we expect? Here's 1 Peter chapter 1, verses 6-9. through 9. Wherein ye greatly rejoice, though now for a season, if need be, ye are in heaviness through manifold temptations. Listen to this. That the trial of your faith, being much more precious than of gold that perisheth, though it be tried with fire, might be found unto praise and honor and glory, at the appearing of Jesus Christ. Listen, it might be hard today. But we're talking something that's more valuable than, than gold. Whom having not seen ye love, in whom though now ye see him not, yet believing, ye rejoice with joy unspeakable and full of glory. Why? Rejoicing the end of your faith, even the salvation of your souls. Listen, in Christ, we have nothing to fear. We have nothing to be terrified. And so church tonight, listen, we need to be steadfast in our striving for the faith of the gospel despite any adversity that may come. This ought to be the group of the people that we band together and say, you know what, we're going to stand for God to no matter what happens. Come what may, we're going to encourage and strengthen one another to go forward and be faithful. Because listen, God's going to work it all out. He's got the grace to take us through it. In worst-case scenario, we'll be rejoicing in heaven with him. What a blessing. The hostility of the wicked to us is one evidence that we are the friends of God and partakers of salvation. Let's pray.